This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Welcome to the show. Happy beginning to your work week, everybody out there. Cameron Poitras, Jim Toth. Jim, how you doing? I'm well, thank you. Happy Monday, everybody, and good to see you, Cameron. How was your weekend? Good also see you, James. Um, no, it was good. I went out, uh, checked out the leaf for the first time. Ooh. Uh, went to the zoo. You went to the zoo? Went to the zoo. Zoo's underrated. It's pretty if, cool. If there. you're a kid, it's not. But if once you're an adult, it's underrated. I, I don't think kids really Love care. Going to the zoo. See, the thing is, here's the thing about here's the thing about kids. They want to play in the play structures. Yeah. They want to be pulled fast in the wagons. Fast, go fast. They want to see the polar bear, but they get tired of the polar bear very quickly. They see the tiger and they think it's a cat. They're like, Can "I pet the cat." I'm like, no, it's like, no, you can't. It's not, it's not a cat. I know it's looking like a cat, but that's a big cat. Yeah. It's a vicious killing machine, it is, son. It is a it is an animal designed to maim and harm others. <laughs> Do not feed it either. Do not feed. Don't stick your hand in the cage. Did you go through the dinosaur park? No, I didn't. I, I, I'd seen that before, but we didn't have time. See, the dinosaur park to me was. I'm not a big dinosaur guy. Neither my husband, but kids love dinosaurs. They do. But though the dinosaur park is outstanding. Like if you go through there, it's yeah. the, they move and they, they're life-size and everything. But for kids, it's kind of scary, right? There was something interesting at the zoo that I never— Depends on the kid, but I, I found the dinosaur exhibit outstanding. Like it's like very realistic. It's good, cool. Yeah, the, the cruelest thing that I saw there was something I'd never seen before. It was called a Szechuan Taken Tacken. I don't know if you want to Google that thing. I don't know what that it's like half bull, half goat. And it's got it's like it looks like a Yeti. And they had one of them there. And that was, was there my a, highlight. The Szechuan Takin taken or so I don't know how to say it. The Yeti like creature. <laughs> no, I was just like, how, never, did, how did it survive? What was the the bio on it? Oh, it was like from Does China, like a little or? small area of China. Yeah, plants. Okay. Um, Humans? Uh other animals? They didn't mention humans, but if you look at this thing, I wouldn't be surprised. Was there a liger there? <laughs> they got a, you know, it's, they got good skills in magic. From a part of Idaho <laughs> or Utah, wherever Napoleon was, Dynamite lives, was, was there was, a liger? It was Idaho, yeah. Anyway, no. I highly encourage, good for you, because I highly yeah, encourage that every summer to do a zoo, zoo stop. Yeah, the, the leaf was really cool. I hadn't been there yet before, so that I've was good. What did you, leaf, what did you get it. up to? What did you get up to? Absolutely nothing. Perfect. Yeah. Well, my toe, right? So... Yeah, got this toe thing. I can't do much. So. You're, you're on the IR. Yeah, T- ten game lower or body, six game. Well, if we're in any other sport, it's about another ten days. If we're in the NHL, it's day to day. Lower body, day to day. Lower body injury, day to day. You know, I had this debate with one of our texters, um, and and he was like, "It's medical information, it's medical history, and all that." And and look, I I get that, but. It's not, right? If you want leagues to bet on the NHL, if you want to know, Bo Bichette has this M problem with his knee, and he'll mm-hmm. be back in 10 days. Bo Bichette was out, and he returned in 10 days. Jordan yeah. Romano has back spasms in his lower back. He's expected out till this date. On this date, he's activated, and he gets the save. 
That's how you run a professional sports league that wants to get sponsorship money from gambling and have a ton of fans interested in it. I'm going to bet on the Jays tonight because Romano's back. Mm -hmm. And if it comes back to him, that's the closer I want to bet on. He comes in the game, gets the save. Well, I was like with the Cubs with Marcus Stroman. He was going to come out. He was going to pitch. And they actually had the day. They said that he was going to come back on that day. And he was was in the calendar. Everything was set up for him to play. And then he got this rib cage cartilage fracture that no one's ever heard of. Didn't even know it could be even injured. And he was out. Now they don't. Now it's like there's no timetable. But 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 I'm saying is like I'm just backing up your point that yeah. it was it was structured almost to the days when he was coming back. Do you know what the gambling line is on Bobachet to win the MVP? And then when he gets injured, if he's day to day and two weeks go by, that affects that, right? Yeah. And now he's back and he hit a hundred on the weekend or nine hundred on the weekend or whatever he hit, and then so then his odds to win MVP go down again. Like this matters. If you want to have a fan-friendly league, fantasy football is all the talk right now. It's everywhere. And people roll their eyes and stuff. And fair enough if you don't play. But what you don't understand Mm -hmm. is there are people who want to know if the running back is going to be healthy by week one to draft him or not. Mm -hmm. They're taking the time, whether you think it's stupid games or not, it's a billion-dollar industry Mm -hmm. for the NFL and even other leagues that that's how you keep your fans interested to constantly do this. And then like the texter was making the point of, he goes, well, the players will never, um, yeah, they will. They'll fall. What's, what's the laundry list every time a team's knocked out of the playoffs. Oh, I broke my foot in game five oh, of the first round and you, I kept you, playing through it's a, it. It's and a all great, this. it's a great point. Like I, you, you can't tell me that, you know, Josh Morrissey does his knee, and we're going to talk about that today. And you can't say he's expected to be back in four to six weeks. He's got this wrong with him. Yeah. And then if you're betting on Josh Norrissey to do the win the Norris Trophy, yeah. you might look at who's in third in the running and bet on him because Morrissey's going to miss it. Well, like, even, it like, all matters to fans, so it should matter to the league. Even after uh, the Winnipeg Jets were eliminated, there was sort of a day-to-day, oh, is Josh Morrissey going to play this game? No. Is he going to play this game? No. And then finally they're... They're taken out of the playoffs, and he, and then he kind of goes, "Yeah, it would have been a round three sort of thing." And it's like, okay, well, like that's and playoffs are playoffs, but you you look at Bobuchet and Jordan Romano both got injuries. You both knew the day after exactly what those injuries were, and you knew exactly when they were supposed to be back. If you're ten days out, and then you're now one day out, and they go, "He's had an issue that's not healing. He's going to be yeah. out another week." All that stuff matters. If you're the NHL needs to get on board with. Yeah, this. Chris Harvey text the show 204-780-6868. I don't disagree with you at all, Toth, but I do find this to be a sad state of affairs. The gambling has quickly become the most important thing in sports, more important than any player, team, or even the league. Why is it more important than any player, team, or league? What are you talking about, Chris? Yeah. Why is that? What's more important? Well, the game at hand is the reason why that people are betting. Yeah, but on why it. is it more important than the player? The players hurt. Everybody hopes he gets better. Nobody's – I don't understand why this affects everything, but gambling is – I'm not trying to – like fantasy sports isn't, to me, gambling. You can have a league where you just play. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of guys will put money in, and the winner gets it at the end. I get that. But it's just – it's all about fan engagement. This texture says – To me, it's – sorry, but yeah. to me, it's no different than – don't you want to know how Josh Morrissey played in the golf tournament this weekend? Don't you want to know what he th- if he went fishing, if he caught anything? Like these are all human interest stories mm-hmm. that appease you to the athletes, which appease you to the team, which appeases you to the league. Mm-hmm. 
and it's all fan-friendly. This texter says, come on, uh, the NHL can't give out injuries. The injuries would be targeted. Apples and oranges, come on, guys. This is ridiculous. Targeted. What? I mean, I, I would say that was the argument when the so, CFL so made Javante the So Williams is coming back as a running back after blowing out his knee last year, and nobody knows that he's coming off a knee injury? And he's going to play. And that was the discussion around the Canadian Football they do it League. They the NFL they, all the time. I know. And they did that in the CFL. They're releasing the – and that was the argument that people were going to target. And that I, – I, as far as I'm concerned, maybe we could bring on a CFL player and they could, that's playing right now and they could say something completely different. From, but from my vantage point, I don't think that's actually really happening NBA as much. does it. Yeah. People don't know that if you're coming off – cracked ribs or, and you got to go down low in the post. Mm -hmm. People don't know Zach Caleros has had some concussions. Yeah. Are they targeting his head? Yeah. This texter also uh, agrees with the previous one, but in hockey aren't injuries potentially targeted more than in baseball. I guess they could, could they be targeted more in hockey than in football? Cause you have the plays and hockey. It's kind of back and forth. And well, stuff if you know like a that. player has a bad shoulder, you're going to hit him. but are you targeting his shoulder when you hit him? Try to line him up and hit him in the shoulder then. It's too fast of a game. You're going to hit point. him every minute. Yeah. If you know a guy's a bad knee, are you telling me you're going to target his knee? No, you're not, because that's you're not going to do that. That's but a, you're going to target to hit him yeah. because he's coming off an injury, but you're not going to try to knee him in his, in his MCL. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I get it. Like, hockey's a bit, they're all different, but if you want fan engagement... Again, I, I mean, you're the fans texting in this wouldn't work in hockey. Understand, Connor Hellebuck goes down. Do you want to know if it's day-to-day or do you want to know it's three weeks as a fan? Yeah. I'm sorry, you want to know. Mm-hmm. So you can defend it all you want. Every other league does it. The yeah. NBA, the NFL, the CFL. What if a player has this other texture jumps in, 204-780-6868. What if a player has an injury that could affect his upcoming contract? Should he have to reveal it? Well, the team would know about the injury. That would yeah. all be figured out in medicals. Immediately, it's the before, team doctor yeah. that's telling the team and the player what it ha- yeah. what has happened. That would all be dealt with. Like A team is not going to sign an, uh, a free agent without... Like, <laughs> like You show up to training camp uh, and you have these issues. They're not even going to let you play. Teams don't always know the extent... Leg of their injury. Not always, but 90% of the time they do. Bo Bichette did his MCL. This is how many weeks he's going to be out. MCL could be anywhere from two weeks to six months. Yeah. They knew exactly the day he would return. Uh, this texter says, fans are like pedestrians. They had a right of way, but uh, if it's a problem for the fans, it's a problem for the league. I just don't know what what's the point anymore when you look at the other leagues. Like, what are you protecting by saying day to day? I, you know what I think, Jim? I think it's one of those things where it's been this way for a long time and any sort of suggestion at potentially changing it, like in everything in life, I think there's people that just think, oh, you can't do it for X and X reasons. And then it does change. And then five years down the road, it's a complete. Let me put it to you this way. Yeah. Josh Morrissey goes down in February. He's day to day. There's four games until you're planning on taking your kids to see their favorite player play. Yeah. Are you buying tickets? Or are you waiting to see if he's healthy? Well, he's day to day. But if he's injured for six weeks, like it's not just gambling. Yeah. It's a, it's the point to this rant is make it more fan friendly. Mario Lemieux had lots of day-to-day injuries coming through Winnipeg. 
David, he was, he was we're constantly all day dealing, to day. Cam. He was dealing with me some more bad, so than you because I'm older. But <laughs> I just I don't understand how every other league can say the Winnipeg flu quite often. Um, anyways, but I, I'm with you there. 204-780-6868. Over the weekend, uh, Logan Stanley signing a one year, one million dollar deal. I guess he heard our conversation on Friday, Jim. If you missed that conversation, find it on Jets at Noon, the Friday podcast. Show. Apple, thanks for listening. Apple, by the way. Pod- <laughs> Apple, Spotify. Uh, download the podcast. Podcast is doing great. Really appreciate it. Uh, 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. And Logan Stanley, I've confirmed, is going to be joining us tomorrow at 1210. So really excited to have uh, him pop on the show. Uh, we're going to be down at the Manitoba Open, the Centerport Canada, Canada um, Manitoba Open down at Southwoods. We're going to be, both of us are going to be there on Thursday, trying to work some other stuff out. That's going to be a really exciting uh, show. Lots to get to still. Uh, Jesse Pierce, wild rider, friend of the show, is going to be joining us. I talk about Minnesota, their offseason, training camp closing in, Jim. I would say about three weeks away. The original date isn't, uh, has, I mean, the, the date hasn't been set yet. Um, they usually release it a little closer to the day, but uh, we're 50 days away from opening night and 51 days away from Winnipeg in Calgary to open up the NHL season. Lots to come. We'll be right back. Jesse Pierce will join us. We'll talk some wild hockey when we come back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Uh, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Uh, this texture says, I, I agree sports betting creates engagement, but I totally disagree with sports betting because people get addicted to gambling and how many people have lost everything due to gambling? Why do they have gambling addictions uh, anonymous? Gambling has literally destroyed families. Nobody talks about those things. That's not in question at all. Why do you have beer commercials? You know, alcohol has destroyed just as many lives. Yeah, yeah. any addiction is—it's a vice, right? But Jim, gambling within your means is a lot of fun, and just because some people go over the deep end doesn't mean that you. It's we're not we're not playing to the lowest common denominator here. I'm sorry. I like to gamble on sports every now and then, but I do it within my means. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, 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 sorry. I understand that people are very annoyed with the inundation of gambling ads on sports last uh, year's because yeah. it is through the roof. I, I, get, I get all I, that. I'm with you on that. But it, to me, it's it's no different than any other vice that's out there. It, a league taking advertising money, I don't think, can be responsible for individuals' choices. We'll be right back. Jesse Pierce, Minnesota Wild Hockey after this. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Let's get you back to the Monday edition of Jets at Noon. Well, the first, uh, hey, hey, Skyler, the first text message we got today Hello, didn't say anything. It just had four words. It said, new Seattle NHL mascot. Have you seen, boy, the the Seattle Kraken troll? Like, this is the one they had last year, right? Is this, I'm looking on your screen right now. Is this new? I didn't, is this I, guy new or is he old? I think that guy's new. Okay. He looks old. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yes. know. Like I, I'm not. I'm not up to tune with every team's mascots. No, I, I don't I, know every team's mascot. Maybe, maybe he is. I. Uh, oh, you know what I'm thinking of is the Vegas one that looks like a like a salamander that just yeah the, out of a rock. The, the, you know? the Gila monster. Is that his name? I don't know. He's oh, a Gila, I think he's okay. a Gila monster. I, I, I'm so bad with animals. I, I'm okay. just gonna sound like an idiot well, here. So, yeah. yeah. What is Mickey Moose? A moose. Okay, there you go. Well, you're not so bad. <laughs> if it wasn't in his name, I might call him an elk. I don't know. <laughs> an elk. A pronghorn. Yeah. No, no, pronghorns are, you could tell what pronghorns are. And they don't jump. 
Just run really freaking Man, fast. Man, between the zoo talk and this in-depth nature discussion. <laughs> Is it August or what, animals. <laughs> It's yeah. August. There was an elk at the zoo, and that thing had huge antlers. Oh, Go check it out. Antlers. Big antlers uh, on the elk. Uh, anyways, thanks a lot, Skyler. Yeah, thanks, pleasure, boys. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. We're going to start going around the horn a little bit, Jim. We're going to touch base, touch base, see how the offseason has been for some of our the Central Division rivals of the Winnipeg Jets. Again, Logan Stanley is going to be joining the show tomorrow at 1210. Uh, Morgan Barron is going to be playing in the Canada, uh, in the Manitoba Open at at um, at Southwoods Golf and Country Club in the PGA Tour Canada, the Centerport um, uh, Manitoba Open. That's going to be really, really exciting. We're looking forward to We're going to be down there live uh, on Thursday. So, of course, where else are we going to make our first stop on this uh, Central Division uh, Tour than uh, Minnesota? Not many. Minnesota, uh, Jesse Pierce, a wild writer with uh, NHL.com, podcaster, and the pride of St. Paul. Uh, Jesse, how you doing? It's good. You know, you certainly can tell it's the off season when we're getting in-depth conversations about uh, mascots and wildlife and all that good stuff, right? Do you yeah. prefer elk or do you prefer elk <laughs> or moose, Jesse? I mean, we got the Minnesota Moose. We're a former uh, yes. hockey club here in the Twin Cities, so I I'll vote Moose all day. Plus, we got Polino called Moose. We got a lot of moose connections in Minnesota. I when I first moved here from Alberta in 2005, I went down to a Vikings game with some buddies, and we ended up in a bar. And the DJ had a Manitoba Moose jersey on. I, I this was years ago, and I remember this. And I said, "Hey, Manitoba Moose," and he looked at me and he said, "Minnesota, wake up!" And he kept he kept like he kept spinning discs. And I looked closer, and I'm like, "Oh yeah." And then my buddy's like, "Yeah, the there was the Minnesota Moose at one time, same logo." So, Fun fact: yeah. you can see that logo. So I had to wake up. You can see that logo. And Happy Gilmore, yes. when he's skating around, there's the Minnesota Moose yep. logo in on the uh, on the on the boards there, and Happy Gilmore. So, love it. He, love def- it. he defended the Minnesota Moose proudly. <laughs> um, I'm not giving up on the IHL. I'm not giving up on it, uh, Jesse. I mean, it's, this is an interesting season coming up here for the Minnesota Wild. Um, I mean, they're they're hampered again. They're dealing with an even bigger cap hit here from the buyouts. Uh, $14.7 million here, and this is this year and next. It's hit its peak here, and the Minnesota Wild are still sort of in a situation where they can't get out uh, of the first round. Uh, what is sort of the sense going on amongst Minnesota hockey fans and, and where this team needs to kind of go in this, this upcoming season? I mean, certainly from the fan perspective, I think expectations are a smidge lower. As you mentioned, these are the hardest two years uh, that hit against the salary cap with those buyouts of Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. It's about 16% of Bill Guerin's salary cap, which is not helpful. He was very quiet throughout free agency. He made a trade to bring Patrick Maroon, but he lost a lot of his unrestricted free agents that he had signed last year. Ryan Reeves goes to Toronto, obviously. Um, you know, Gustav Nyquist is out. You've got a lot of players that he that made a slight impact. I wouldn't say that they were you know, guys that you're just super bummed, but certainly guys that came in and helped the team when they really needed it most. So Bill Guerin, unfortunately, unable to get those guys signed, unable to do a heck of a whole lot in free agency. He does bring in Minnesota native Vinny Letary, who I know you guys are familiar with as well. Um, But other than that, it's kind of the same team as last year. You've got Philip Gustafson, who agreed to a three-year extension, uh, avoiding arbitration. So that'll be huge. Your goaltending tandem's kind of set. Mm -hmm. You lose Matt Dumba in free agency. Um, obviously to the Arizona Coyotes, but Brock Faber, who came in last year after his college season was over and, and did really, really well. I think he will be a fine replacement for Matt Dumba, easily working himself into that top four pairing. But otherwise, it's going to kind of be 
a big old question mark, really, I think. I mean, you still have Kirill Kaprizov. You still have Matt Zuccarello. You still have uh, Jules Eriksnek, who will be returning from his season injury last year, um, that you're hoping can replicate, if not double, plus Matt Boldy, a young mm-hmm. player who uh, signed his big contract last year as well. And then Marco Rossi. If Marco Rossi can come in and, and break into the lineup, which he should be able to, a former ninth overall pick for the Wild kind of a make or break year so to answer the question i have no clue i yeah. have no idea we'll see <laughs> <laughs> we'll see they gotta they gotta drop the puck first where did matt dumble fall out of favor with with the with the franchise i mean you know it's not necessarily a falling out of favor it's just they didn't have the money it's the same reason they had to let kevin fiala walk the season prior right there's just not enough money Matt dumba was making about i think six or five and a half somewhere in that area and they just simply didn't have it and those conversations were ongoing with Dumba, I mean, Matt Dumba has spent his entire career in the Minnesota Wild organization, and I don't think he was willing to take as big of a pay cut as he would need to in order to stay with the Wild. And I'm talking going down to about a million dollars, guys, right? I mean, mm-hmm. again, so much of their money has already been locked up between the buyouts and between Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Boldy and, and other contracts. So that's really all that happened. It was just simply a matter of they're kind of broke, and Matt Dumba wanted to go make a little bit more money. It did surprise me it took him as long to get off that free agency board as it did. Uh, But then again, with his age, with his prior injuries, and kind of with him losing a little bit of that offensive capability that I think the Minnesota Wild were so high on, maybe that's why. But ultimately, nothing but love for Mr. Matt Dumba. Just unfortunately couldn't afford to keep him around. So with this lineup as it currently sits, do you think it stays the same, Jesse? Because there's so many teams around the league, including the Jets, that may or may not be doing some things. And there's some teams around the league that have to do some things. As this lineup looks today, do you think anything changes by the time camp rolls around or coming out of training camp? You know, that's that's a big question. You do see all these other teams in the Central who have improved or at least, least made some movement to try and improve, right? I think the Minnesota Wild will still sit in a fairly good position. I think they'll be right around that three or four team squad in the central, which I think will be a big win for Minnesota. Again, they're going to be relying a lot on a lot of young, unproven guys. Yes, you have Kirill Kaprizov, but beyond that, it's still a lot of younger guys that you're Mm. hoping can really step up and and make it worth, notably Marco Rossi. Again, he had made brief stints in the NHL last season. He's still considered a rookie coming into this year. Um, but being drafted, I believe, in 2020 or 2021, it's time. It is time for him to be this top centerman that they absolutely need. I think if Marco Rossi can come in and really prove himself, that's going to be a huge uplift to the Minnesota Wild in their squad. But otherwise, yeah, I think you can expect to see a lot of what you saw last year, a very defense-first. And uh, see what happens from there. Um, I, I promise I won't uh, let uh, Bruce Buffer know that you used its time there, uh, Jesse. I won't pass that along. Uh, I'll try to save you a couple bucks. Cause <laughs> I'm just kidding. kidding. Uh, but uh, this, but this text message, <laughs> you got this text message from Kyle. Uh, Kyle says, uh, "Hey guys, can you please ask Jesse what the opinion is of Dean Evison from Wild fans? He's getting amazing results considering that lineup. In my opinion, what do you think about that?" I mean, Dean kind of came under fire a little bit last year. Dean Evison is a guy who's very stuck in his ways. He loves his lines to stay the same, which as a person that is constantly having to tweet lines out, I appreciate that because it's a simple copy and paste. Beyond that, he's never really willing to try new things. And, you know, sometimes being stuck in those ways doesn't exactly bode well. And as you guys mentioned to top this conversation off, 
they haven't made it out of the first round under Dean either. They haven't been able to do that. So I think Dean will definitely feel some pressure to try to get things going, to try to really take hold and, and see what he can get out of this team. Again, you're going to have to really squeeze the most out of some of these aging veterans they have. You've got Marcus Foligno, Pat Maroon was that new addition, as I mentioned. Um, you know, Marcus Johansson as well, another guy that they're going to be looking to. And Matt Zuccarello, you want to get what you can out of them as they're starting to age up and then also teach some of these young guys. Now, the knock against Dean is that sometimes he's afraid to use the younger players in, in important situations. I can see that changing this year out of necessity because he doesn't have some of his vets to go to. Um, but, yeah, I think in general, the fans' perspective, I know they're frustrated with Dean, and I think this will be a big year for him to prove that he has what it takes to lead an NHL team as a head coach. And along these lines, Jesse, I'm wondering, um, what is the plan uh, right now with this team? I see Kirill Kaprizov with $9 million left for three more years, and then he'll be you know, a free agent at 29 years old. Um, Matthew Bodley, I thought, was a great contract. I really like watching him play. Zuccarello only has one year left. They, with the cap, that's the story with the Wild. But it also kind of, when I look at the roster, sees what's the three- to five-year plan here? And what is it? Is it just sort of to get through some of these cap issues and, and look at what they have? I think they've drafted really well. If you had a three- to five-year window, where do you think they'll be in three years and what, what the goal will be? I think you nailed it. I think the five-year projection is that they will be able to make a deep run. Minnesota has been fortunate in having one of the top prospect classes uh, amongst the NHL for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. They've got this prospect, Daniela Yurov, who is a Russian who will be coming over, expected next year. Liam Ogren, a Swedish player who's expected to come over the following year as well. So some of those young guys, you're really going to be able to see what they're made of. And certainly they have Jesper Velstead as well, the goaltending prospect who is absolutely lights out out of this world. It was his first year in North America last year playing down with the Iowa Wild of the AHL. He did really great after struggling out of the gate, so he's going to be able to take the reins once Marc-Andre Fleury likely moves on. His contract ends this year. So I think five years seems about right. And I know Minnesota fans or any fan of any sports team hates to hear that, but I think that's the most realistic option because, again, that cap space and that cap hit is very, very real. That's very hard. Bill Guerin's hands are so absolutely tied to get anything. Now, lucky for us, Bill Guerin has been able to do things, even with a restricted cap space. Again, nothing like he's dealing with this year or he will next year. But once that's off the books, then he can really fly. Then he can really do things, build things around not only these young prospects that are expected to come over, but around Kaprizov, around Boldy, and uh, see what they can really shake out. And it's going to be a very, very exciting time for the Minnesota Wild. It's kind of interesting when you look at it. It is. Um, I, I love the Wilds. I, I love they're performing yeah. as well as they did last year. Yeah. This lineup doesn't yeah. look terrible this year. But what's interesting is you look at those two 7.3 million hits in dead money this year and next year, yeah. and it's kind of – I don't know. It's kind of amazing how they've actually done what they've done. Yeah. Well, and I know they haven't accomplished a lot, but making the playoffs with this well, dead money is amazing. Well, Jesse, you just told us 16%. That's insane, especially in this yeah. flat cap era. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. And, it, you know, I think from Garen's perspective, there's no regrets, right? There's absolutely no regrets. I think those contracts mm-hmm. needed to be bought out. There needed to be something different there I think just in general to shake up the locker room a little bit and kind of put his stamp on this team you know Bill Guerin knows Parisian suitor from USA hockey days and you know beyond just him coming in as this general manager so I think he made the right move there and he also knew it he made it knowing hey this is going to really suck for us the next couple seasons but he had faith and he had confidence in what they were able to do and again knowing that these young prospects are as talented 
as they are and are performing as well as they are in their various leagues, whether that's the KHL, whether that's the SHL. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very, very excited about that. So it is. It's kind of fun. You know, I think each year I always keep my bar, you know, about mid-height for the Minnesota Wild, and they always exceed it, which yeah. I can never believe it because, like you guys said, on paper it's kind of like, oh, okay, they're they're about average. Um, but then they, you know, find the right groove and, and get things going, and, and they are really end up being a really fun team to watch. So we're hoping there's a little bit of that same magic uh, in this year. Well, I mean, no. Kirill Kaprasov, Matt Boldy, uh, if Marco Rossi can find, you know, a, a, a big step, you know, just as you said, Brock Faber, I, I love Jonas Brodeen, Jared Spurgeon, Philip Gustafson has another season. I mean, things could things could be pretty good for the Minnesota Wild upcoming, and there could be some big battles with the Jets coming. No ragrats from... Bill Guerin. No, no, none at all. Uh, not even one. Not even one. Not even one Wild, letter. Wild Rider with NHL.com podcaster, Pride of St. Paul, uh, Minnesota, Jesse Pierce. Uh, Jesse, thanks so much. You take care, okay? Always. You too, boys. We'll talk to you. Thanks, all right. Jesse. All the best. Awesome. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. 204-780-6868. Uh, 204-780-6868. One Winnipeg Jets player, Jim, has proclaimed, proclaimed, he is 100% ready to go for this season. Speaking of injury news. Who am I speaking about? I'll tell you when we come back after this. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Cam Poitras, Jim Toth. Well, Jim, this is something you're never going to believe. Josh Morrissey, speaking to NHL.com, says he has no lingering issues from the lower body injury he sustained in the first round against Vegas. And is proclaimed he is 100% ready to go. It was a four to six week timeline, Morrissey said, uh, told NHL.com before participating uh, in the Rogers Legends of Hockey charity skins game on Saturday. Obviously, it's kind of the worst time of year to get hurt. You play all year and to compete and have that opportunity in the playoffs. But at the same time, in a way, it's better that you have months to recover and you're not rushing back. So we've got a lot of pushback on this and good to hear Josh is fully recovered yeah. and ready to go. But like a lot of people, like the texter that started this debate with me last week and now John keeps sending in, well, if you get cancer, you want that known and stuff like we're not talking about mental health issues. We're not talking about cancer. We're not talking, we're talking about hamstring, hamstrings, quads, shoulder, collarbone, fractured rib cartilage, fractured rib. <laughs> I mean, if somebody it, like, I'm sorry, I, I, but let's be realistic here. Let's not just jump on the banner. Tell me this if you don't want more injury information. Why? If you're a fan of a game, and I'm talking about just general, you know, coach comes out the next day, and he's day-to-day, he's got to get more testing. Comes out the day after that, it looks like he won't be available week-to-week, whatever. What is the harm in going, he has a broken collarbone, he'll be out expected six weeks? I, I just, I don't, and to say personal health, yeah, I'm all about protecting your personal health information. But to John, your text, nobody cares or is wagering money on whether I'm on the show today or not. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you're being a little ridiculous because every other league does this. And every other league does it because it, it helps fans engage in the game. Well, Washington's Jim- coming to town, Ovechkin's day-to-day. You might not buy a ticket. You might want to buy a ticket if he's playing. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't understand. Like I get it. We're not talking about cancer or anything like that. We're talking about... MCL. It just, I can't overemphasize it enough with what baseball just did. Two mm. injuries to two Blue Jays. You knew exactly the day they were coming back and what the injuries were. And it affected how you 
would wager on a game, but also if you're going to put take the wagering out of it, are you going to put Jordan Romano in your fantasy baseball lineup that week? Yeah. No, he's gone for ten days. These are two huge points of revenue for these leagues. And I'm going to say this: if you're a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan, you love the CFL. Coming out of the pandemic, one of the things that they needed to there was talk about the XFL and partnerships. Don't you remember that? It's, I'm, I'm yeah. saying, but but it was it was the thing that if th- those were all the discussions going on. But was most important was because of how the, the league was struggling at that point. But they needed they needed the gambling came in and it it's been it's a money maker for the league. But it's not just gambling. It's you know like even Zach Claros, Mike O'Shea told Derek Taylor Friday afternoon he he's third on the depth chart, but he will not play tonight. Yeah. And we, I, I don't and we understand knew, and, what's and Jim, wrong with doing that with fans. We, we weren't wondering if it was another concussion. We knew that it was his neck. And it was released. And, and then not, it, when we knew he didn't participate in practice because people were there as well, because of the first two days. But during the close practice, we knew that he didn't because the information was and released. And they're not, they're not down 9-6 and you're going, is that going to come in? Yeah. You just know that this is the way the game, like it just, it, it engages you more as fans. So if you want to be upset, feel free, but can you please text me and go why you don't want to know if a guy's knee injury is going to be a week or six weeks? Mm-hmm. What, what, what does that help you as a fan? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just, I, I don't see the downside of this. Yeah. And for every person who tells me, well, players don't want to talk about their own personal medical history. Well, they bring out the laundry list the, the minute the season's over. Josh Morrissey was putting updates of him working out. I get it. If he's got cancer, he doesn't want to talk about that, but I'm not talking about cancer. If he's got cancer, he's not going to be back for a while this season. Yeah. We're not, we're, we're comparing apples and bowling balls here. If you're talking about yeah. cancer and, and a guy having a, let's a, just be a reasonable. Tweak. Let's, let's do something that helps fans become more engaged in the game. Yeah. No fantasy and gambling, whatever you feel about it, they're not going anywhere and they are revenue streams for the league. That's the way it is. Or just in general, if you want to take your son to see his favorite player, it's a great point. Don't you want to know if he wants? How many texts do we get a day? Is Nick Ehlers playing tonight? Mm-hmm. What's the What's the outlook on Nick Ehlers? Anybody have an update on Nick Ehlers? Yeah, wouldn't it be great to go? Yeah, it, apparently it's about another two weeks. I'm going to give Dom the last word here. As per Jets, fans want to know if players are injured. We might have different opinions on those players if they are not playing well. Less hate. That's a good point, Dom. That's it. Let's uh, Jim told to take you all the way until three o'clock. That's it for me. I'll be back on up tomorrow, I guess. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.